Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host Yolanda Williams and today we have a special guest. His name is Grant Jacobowski and he is the owner of Green Mountain Tincture and he's also a Reiki practitioner. And Grant's mission is really to um, share Reiki with as many people as possible but also to share about Mother Nature's ability to heal. So I am really excited to have Grant with us today. Hi, Grant, are you there? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Welcome to the show. Um, one of the things um, that I read about you, in which your, your mission statement about wanting to share Reiki and Mother Nature's ability to heal, um, I think that's really powerful, and I'm glad that you're on the show because a lot of what you do is new to me. So I'm excited to hear about all of that. But before we get into the Mother Nature side of things, can you share about your journey with Reiki? How did you get started in all of this? Yeah, so it's really interesting. I went my first 25 years of my life not really even hearing about Reiki. Mm-hmm. And then last winter, and I think it was December, November or December, I hired a new person at my greenhouse. I work at Vermont Hydroponics, the greenhouse operation that grows tomatoes in Vermont. And when I hired this girl, I noticed on her resume that she was certified in Reiki level one. Okay. And at that same time, that week, my uh, girlfriend was introduced to Reiki and suggested that she go and get a session from uh, somebody up in Burlington. So I never heard of Reiki at all, and then all of a sudden, I had it directly in my life in multiple ways. Right. So I ended up talking with my girlfriend after her session. She extremely enjoyed it, had a really powerful experience for her first time. And the next day after I went to work, I asked the lady I work with if she could do give me a little session to just show me what it's about. So after work that day, I lied down outside and she put her hands over me and it was literally like flipping on a light switch. Yeah. I, I had no idea that that was possible without any substances or any touch or anything like that. It really just opened me up instantly and set me on a journey. Started to see colors, feeling energy, different things in my body that I've never felt before and really just opened me up to what else is possible. Right. So after that first experience, I was, my mind was blown, to say the least. <laughs> and I just went on the internet, I talked to my girlfriend, I was just all about Reiki and wanted to know as much about it as I could. Right. Wait, really quick question. Before you got into the research of Reiki and before that experience, were you doing anything else, like, in the metaphysical realm? Like, were you doing yoga or meditation, or was this the very first thing? I mean, I did have some experience with, like, various plant medicines. Uh-huh. Me and my friends are really into concerts. I'm a huge fish fan. I like all those types of psychedelic concerts. So I, that was the closest thing I got to the metaphysical realm. Okay. And I never experienced it, like, completely naturally without any outside substances. Mm -hmm. I, like, did try to meditate at some point. I did try, I did have a yoga practice that I did, and I guess I could consider it somewhat of a metaphysical thing. But I, it was me, it wasn't really a class, and I kind of made it up myself. Mm -hmm. But I was getting some type of meditative experience out of it. Gotcha. And my... My issue with meditation was I, whenever I would try it, I would start to do it, and before I could really experience the true benefits of it, I would kind of, like, forget about it and not do it for a little while, and I feel like it's something that you really need to do regularly in order to feel the benefits from. Yeah, yeah. But the Reiki, the Reiki was really interesting because it felt like it was literally just flipping on a light switch and it was effortless. Right. So what did you do after your research and all of that? So I went to the person that my girlfriend went to, because the person I worked with was only level one, and I wanted to experience it from a master. Yeah. So I went to her, had unbelievable experience with her, got really close, 
went just speaking with her because she ended up becoming my teacher afterwards after a couple months of going to her for a session here and there. Yeah. Because even before I got a tune, I, uh, one thing that really sold, on, sold me on it was I had an experience when I had surgery. So I went, I had a deviated septum, and it was my first surgery that I've ever had. It was on my nose. Okay. And because I was turning 26 in the spring, I wanted to get this surgery done because I was losing my parents' insurance. Yeah. So I went to the, my Ricky master because I was told it could help. I mean, I, I felt that it helped calm me down and everything. So I wanted to go to her right before my surgery just to try to set the best intention possible going in. Right. And I ended up getting Ricky from her on that Wednesday, and my surgery was on Friday. And she told me during the session on Wednesday, if I told her when my surgery was on Friday, she would provide distance Reiki at that time. Yes. So I told her around when my surgery was going to be, and I didn't really think much of it. We uh, went to Dartmouth. That's where I got the, my um, surgery done. And when I was in the hospital waiting to get go into surgery, me and my girlfriend were just waiting in our hospital room. Having nurses come in and out, doing all types of checks, doing whatever they need to do before you go into surgery. And I noticed this older lady, me and my girlfriend both noticed her walking by. She kind of looked into our room. We just kind of felt her presence as she walked by. Right. We both looked at each other and thought it was kind of strange. And then about 20 minutes later, she comes walking back and she comes into the room. And it was immediately when she walked into the room, I felt a like a wave of energy and knew exactly what her purpose was. Mm -hmm. And before she even spoke, I kind of knew what she was there for, but she ended up explaining herself. She said that she was a volunteer at the hospital and that she offers something called Reiki and was wondering if I was interested in it. Of course. And I said, go ahead. No, I said, of course. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I I told her that that's pretty pretty crazy that you showed up because I'm supposed to be getting in the distance session for my master right now, but I said maybe that she sent you for added reinforcement or whatever, and she, I said, of course, like, give me, give me Reiki because I'm supposed to be getting it for my master right now, and I would love some from you, and she provided me with a full 45-minute session. Wow. It was unbelievably powerful. She ended up Staying there, giving me a full session, and about halfway through the session, the anesthesiologist comes into the room, and he was just—he kind of stopped. And he was like, "Oh, like, am I interrupting something?" And the lady who was giving me Reiki—I call her my Reiki angel because I can't even remember her name—but uh-huh. she she said that she's like, "No, just like come in, do what you got to do. I'm going to be doing what I have to do, but I'll stay out of your way." So the anesthesiologist came in, he was hooking me up with all the IVs, doing whatever he had to do, and the whole time, this Reiki lady, Reiki angel, was providing me with this love energy that was just soothing and just perfect and exactly what I needed. Yes. And then she gave me the full session, it was time for me to go into surgery, and I look over at her, and I just, the eye contact that I made, I still can just remember it to the, like, so detailed, and just the gratification that I had, and just the connection that I had with this lady was so special, and she ended up leaving as I was about to go into surgery, and once she left the room, I looked up at the anesthesiologist, and I asked him, so have you ever, you've never heard of Reiki before? And his response was, I've never heard of Reiki before, and I've never seen that lady in my life. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that was one of my first most powerful experiences. It just completely sold me on the fact that there's a lot of other things going on out there that we really can't explain, and we can't just write them off as coincidence. Uh, It's so true. That's so true. That is an amazing story. And as you were talking about it, it made me think, too, of how lucky we are now that so many hospitals are starting to offer Reiki to patients um, through volunteers. And 
uh, it's a beautiful thing and it's so amazing how powerful Reiki is and you know how anyone can really access this energy so one of the things um, as you went on so do, did you do level one and two or what was your training? yeah so I just did my level two about two I think it was two weekends ago okay so after my level one, I was I was obviously pretty sold on Reiki at that point. Yeah. And I started to practice every day, and I started to practice on other people. Saw all types of powerful experiences through myself and through others. And I kind of, like, knew what the path I wanted to be on. And then I took my level two attunement a couple weeks ago, as I said. Mm -hmm. And that was when the shift really started to take place. Yes. So when... I, I've... I want to ask you before you share about level two because, and I'm glad that you pointed that out because a lot of people ask about that, like, is there a difference between one and two and, you know, what happens in between? When you did your level one, um, I love to hear that you were practicing on people because I always talk about the importance of that. But what was your experience with working on different people? Like, did you notice differences in their energy and like, what was that like for you? Yeah, so it's that's another thing that fascinates me about this stuff. Is it's, it's, I have never had two experiences that were exactly alike. Exactly. It's always different every time. Even if you give it to the same person, I have a different experience every time I do it to them. Yep. So it, it kind of gives people like what they need when they need it. Yeah. So I, I don't really don't ever know what the experience is going to be going into it, and it kind of just takes it where it's going to take it, yes. and I just. Go with the go. Go with the experience and trust it. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, no, it's so true, and it's one of those things that's even hard to like fully articulate unless you have the experience. Like we can try, of course, to describe it, but it's just so amazing and so different than anything that's you know tangible. So with doing that work on people, has it shifted at all the way that you see people or the way, like not? during a Reiki session, but just in life in general? Like, has it shifted your perspective with anything? Oh, yeah. I think it's it's just opened me up in all sorts of ways and just made my connection with people just so much better. Yeah. I feel like um, ever since my second attunement, I've been really gung-ho about this Reiki and just wanting to talk about it and share it with everybody that I can. Yeah. <laughs> And it's crazy because it, it's led to some really powerful experiences just with complete strangers. Yeah. The other day, me and my girlfriend, we, we went for a hike. And on this hike, before we started, it was, we saw this lady pull in. And without even looking at her, this is another thing that I've noticed. It really just makes me sensitive to everybody else's energies. Yeah. And I didn't even need to look at this woman's car, and I could just feel the angry, anger vibe or just the frustration kind of coming off of it. Right. And we didn't talk to her at all. We just walked up and started our hike. We went up to the top of the mountain. It was a nice little two-and-a-half-mile hike up, two-and-a-half-mile down. And when I got to the top, we were the only ones up there beautiful view with this unbelievable panoramic of all of Lake Champlain, the Adirondacks, just one of the most picturesque places in Vermont. And at the top, I started to give my girlfriend some Reiki. During the session, about 10, 15 minutes into it, I kind of heard some footsteps behind me. So I kind of just brought it to a close a little bit. Yeah. And I made eye contact with the lady who was coming up the mountain. And she looked over at us, and she's like, oh, you guys seem extremely peaceful. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, it's because we're practicing something called Reiki. And she's like, Reiki what? I didn't have any idea really what it was. And I told her that it was a healing work, kind of like acupuncture, but doesn't involve any needles. Yes. And she's like, oh, like my, my son's really into meditation. Like, that's really cool. And I was like, would you like to try some? And immediately she's like, Oh my God, I would have loved that. You have no idea the day I've been having. And she just goes on to tell us about how stressful her day is. That's the reason she's up on this mountain because she really needs to get into nature and just get out of the society and just really relax the mind and try to like unwind from her stressful day. Wow. Yeah, so we were able to give her, a, we gave her about 20 minutes to a half hour 
between the two of us at the same time at the top of this mountain, just the most beautiful place ever. And she gets out of the experience. Obviously, it was a very powerful experience. Yeah. She just comes up, and you could tell her whole energy just had shifted. And she just opened up like a book. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a heart-to-heart with a complete stranger like that ever before. It was just so powerful to just hear her talk all about her family problems, sharing us all about her, what her kids are going through and their whole thing. I was able to, like, console with her in the way that I felt about my mom and the way that she was handling things. And I was able to make her feel really good about decisions that she was making and how she was living her life. And just had pretty much a therapy session with this lady at the top of this mountain. And she was just so grateful and so happy, and I felt the exact same way. Wow. So much so that when I left that in the mountain, I just could not wipe the grin off my face the whole time down because I yeah. just couldn't get over that I could have that powerful of an experience with a complete stranger. You know, you saying that I'm smiling the whole time, too, and listening to this story, I mean, I think it's so powerful just even... Um, the message of that, of how connected we all are. And I think Reiki, uh, one of the gifts of it for me has been realizing our connection and how connected we all are. And just you saying that, like the idea of us connecting with people that we don't know, but having that openness, having that connection and being able to help each other to shift and all. I mean, it's beautiful. And think of how much we need that right now. Like, on a planetary level is such a beautiful, beautiful thing, what you're saying and what you shared. So how was that for your girlfriend? I mean, we both, that's the thing about this energy and all energy in general. It doesn't flow one way. Right. When you have a powerful experience and you have something good happen, everybody that has that experience feels that. So she was lit up as much as I was lit up, and we just couldn't get over the fact that, we had that experience with this complete stranger because we go on hikes all the time and we've been together for about five years now. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because she's on this Reiki journey with me. Yeah. We've been taking the class together and we've kind of been going through it and evolving through this whole thing. And it, it was just amazing to have that experience with her and to just see what Reiki can do because, like I said, we've gone on hundreds of hikes before that the most I got out of a stranger was, hey, how's it going? Beautiful day, right? And right. It's like uh, very surface level stuff. Right. And this was 100% due to the Reiki, and I was able to have a really powerful connective experience with this complete stranger and got a lot out of it, a lot more than I ever would have got out of hype without Reiki being a part of it. You know, I have to ask you, um, because I have, you know, I can't even think of any couple that I know. Um, I've, you know, worked with a lot of people and they're on this path, you know, individually and blah, blah, blah. But I can't think of any stories off the top of my head of couples actually doing this work together. So maybe a little personal, but have you noticed any shift in your relationship since both of you are practicing? And what is that experience like being able to like share this and, you know, do this work with your partner? I mean, I think it's amazing. I I wish I could get everybody to get certified in just level one Reiki. Yeah. Just so they can experience the empowerment that it gives you. Yes. And uh, to have somebody that I love so much go through this journey together is a really special thing. Because we're able to support each other. We're able to talk to each other about these crazy out there experiences that if my partner didn't have any of those before, I feel like a lot of times she'd be like, oh, great, here goes Grant talking about the Reiki again. <laughs> <laughs> and she still kind of gets that way because I'm just so crazy, a little bit over the top right now since I got level two atonement. Yeah. And I've just kind of been like <laughs> the main focus of everything. But she, she understands it all, and she's like been really great throughout this whole thing. She wants to try to, she's actually a nurse mm-hmm. right now. And she just got out of school, and she's she she likes her job, but she's really trying to focus on trying to get Reiki 
more part of her life and trying to get that more viable so she can cut down on her job and she can do more of an all-natural thing. Right. Because she loves the fact that she's helping people, being a nurse, but unfortunately, a lot of her job is working for the insurance companies and working for the pharmaceutical companies. She can't even, like, offer Reiki to these clients that she knows she can help. Right. Because it's just the way the system's set up, you know? No, totally. So what have you noticed since the level two? Like, what? how would you describe the difference between one and two in terms of your personal experience? So I would say that it just... Level one really kind of opened me up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then level two just really solidified everything that I was kind of thinking and just completely forced big change in my life. Yeah. I've been, like, really thinking about leaving my job for a little bit now, but I, I really do love my job. I have a lot of freedoms. I love working with the plants. I love the people that I work with. And ever since I got attuned with this level two, I, I'm having a really hard time going to work. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's forcing me to do something else with my life. Yeah. It is really amazing, like, the way it shifts you and um, how you really start seeing yourself differently. So I even want to ask you about that really quickly. So things, like, maybe, you know, we have things about our life or our life experience that may be harder to look at. Have things been coming up for you since your attunements that you're looking at now about yourself, but being able to look at it any differently or be more, like, loving toward yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I obviously, I've always had a pretty good attitude about life and everything, good. and I've kind of been pretty lucky, I feel like, with my early childhood as far as absorbing traumas go and just having such good parents that just gave me such a good foundation yeah. to succeed. So I, I'm really lucky in that department where I feel like I didn't have crazy lot of stuff that I had to work through mm-hmm. but like any human who's been on the planet for 25 years I still had my troubles and I still have things that I'm working out and trying to do the self work on yeah and I feel like I am just really working on trying to get any type of negativity like I really have very little negatives in my life but it is making me notice the negativities that I do have and work on those. Yes. And it's just, it really just makes you more aware of everything. It makes you more aware of the positive. It makes you more aware of the negative. It makes you more aware of what you're putting out. Right. And I'm just, I'm really trying to focus on the five principles and trying to live my life around those and trying to just forget about things easier and don't, stress about things as much and just trying to figure out exactly what's important in this life because I feel like a lot of us we think things are important when they really aren't and we we get stressed about things that really aren't worth stressing about yeah and a lot of times if you can just go back to those principles like every time I try to feel myself getting a little angry just do not anger just for today you know yeah little reminders and I feel like that this stuff is just it makes you more aware of the problems that you do have and it makes it easier to work on those problems so true and it's amazing how simple the principles are but how powerful they are I tell people all the time you can use them like mantras but just memorizing them and trying to um, really connect with living your life that way that alone creates huge shifts for us so yeah I totally agree with that yeah I've actually been putting the principles up around work and everything (laughs) <laughs> and sharing them with as many people as I can. I've actually talked to my mom. She's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And she wants to try to start the day with her class with the Reiki principles every day. Oh, that's so cool. I love yeah. your uh, your enthusiasm. There's something that comes across in listening to you that, I mean, just the excitement that you have and this, this really, like, wanting to share it comes through and just even you talking about your stories and it's so beautiful and um, it's actually very inspirational, I would say, just being able to hear um, how it has shifted you and 
you know, just the benefits because we all have, you know, so many different stories around these experiences, but there are so many people just wondering how to connect with themselves in new ways or wondering what Reiki is. And I think your story, I mean, it's been very beautiful, very powerful. It comes through in what you're saying, like your passion. <laughs> That's good to hear because I am so passionate about this work. I've I found things that I really enjoy in my life. I always played sports when I grew up. I always had a lot of passion for life in general. Yeah. But this has really hit home hard. I've never felt passion or wanting to do something so deep inside of me. Yeah. Because I, I was passionate about my job, and I thought I was passionate about what I was doing, but this is a whole nother <laughs> level. And I feel like it's really connecting with my purpose and I feel like I've really found exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with this life or my time right now yeah and I feel like I just there's no ounce of doubt in me like I'm about to leave my job and normally I'd be like scared or nervous or like oh having have some reservations in there yeah but it's there's really not much there I'm really just excited and just can't wait for the next chapter of my life of which I know I'm supposed to be doing. It's just, there's a knowing there, and I just feel like it's getting reinforced all along the way. Ever since I've kind of made the, this decision, I've just been having more and more powerful experiences with the Reiki and with my plant medicines, and just, it kind of is just reassuring me all along the way. Now, I want you so to share... So I... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's weird, because I was just having a conversation with my brother about synchronicities and stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. And he sent me this article talking all about how since the world is kind of going through such desperate times and there's so much like negativity that's happening, yeah, the world is trying to work just as hard on creating positivity yeah. and that there's a lot more people right now kind of getting the calling to become healers and light workers. Yes. And... With that, there, this article was saying that it also kind of, these metaphysical guides or whatever, they connect with us through giving us different hints. Mm -hmm. And one of them was through, like, the clock. A lot of times you'll start the to numbers. see 11, 11, or right. start to see a lot of ones. Yep. And I just read that article yesterday, and it was very strange, because today, the only two times I looked at my clock was at 10, 10. And 111. Wow. So I just, I, I, like I said, I feel like I'm just getting reassured along this path all along the way. And I just, nothing's ever felt more right than this. I think that's a big, um, a good message too. I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, but the importance of really recognizing when the universe is trying to tell us something and, you know, really trying to support us and encourage us along the way, because when we do get caught up in our mind and, you know, all just all the things we can get caught up in, we tend to be dismissive of like our heart's calling and what our soul is trying to like scream at us. And so that is, you know, huge when you're actually paying attention and noticing the synchronicities, but also trusting trusting in the process along the way. So you did mention about um, your plant work, and I know that you have the Green Mountain Tincture. So I first, before you tell us about how you got into that, what is tincture exactly? What does that even mean? All right, so a tincture is a way to extract a plant or a mushroom's medicinal properties okay. into a liquid that's easy to take. Okay. So it uses either alcohol or glycerin as a solvent, and you soak whatever plant or mushroom you're trying to extract, you put that in a jar, and you extract the medicinal properties for a couple months into that solvent. Okay. So I did notice on your site you have um, a tincture, very specifically the chaga mushroom. So what is yep. so significant about this mushroom, and how are people using it, and how is the tincture used, or what are the benefits with that? So, chaga is a really special mushroom. I, um, I found out about it through a farmer's market that I went to, mm -hmm. and it was much like the Reiki. I, I feel like these every significant event in my life, like my girlfriend, 
I feel like I kind of met her and there was some external force that was kind of pulling me towards her and kind of making it <laughs> so we would get together. Yeah. And it was the same thing with my current job. I felt like there was kind of a, a, a force that like made me get that job. Like my mom told me I should try to apply there. My friend told me I should try to apply there. And it was the first year that they actually had like a new opening. And then within six months of that, I ended up, their lead guy who was running the place ended up leaving and ended up taking over for him. Wow. So it was just going to be a summer job and then it turned into like a great, great gig. And I feel like this is kind of a reoccurring theme in my life. And it was the same thing with the chocolate mushroom. I was at the farmer's market and we were getting ready to leave. And my girlfriend was like, oh, let's just go down this one last aisle. Well, all right. So we ventured down. And I was just looking at all the different booths, and all of a sudden I saw this, a guy selling the chocolate mushroom. And I was just magnetized to it. And I walked over, started to talk to him, asked him what he was selling, told me all about it. And it was kind of like the Reiki experience. Like I was just so fascinated that this medicine was growing on these trees around us, and nobody, nobody really knew about it. Right. So I went home, I did some research on it, found out that it's been used for a long time, like thousands of years. They've actually um, found it on, do you know of that? Let's see, it was a guy that was frozen in the ice that was, I think he was 5,000 years old. Mm-hmm. He was carrying around a piece of chocolate with him. Okay. So it's got a really fascinating history. And, it, and when I started to look at its medicinal properties, I was really blown away because its main main benefit, it's got so many benefits. It's kind of just like Reiki. It'll kind of find your problems and give you what you need. Yeah. But it's the highest antioxidant of any natural substance that we've ever been able to find. Wow. And I found this, it was very interesting because the timing of this was, again, just I'm not really believing coincidences at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was more of just uh, something that was meant to be. Yeah. And kind of out of my control. So at the same time I found out about this chaga mushroom, I can't remember the time frame, but it was all within a month or so, or like very recently, I found out my mom had endometrial cancer. Wow. And she had a hysterectomy, and she got rid of it. For the most part, they, they think they got it all in the in the surgery, but the doctor said there was a very aggressive type of cancer, and if there was any left behind, they wanted to do chemotherapy and radiation on it. And, I mean, I have my own personal thoughts on that. I think it's kind of crazy to use chemo or radiation as far as preventative means. But, again, I... I'm always going to tell my mom to not to listen to me and not a doctor. Right, right. So she was getting the chemotherapy. I don't think she had started it yet. And I found out about this chaga mushroom, which one of the first things that I found out about it was it is amazing for any type of cancer, for preventing cancer, for people that are going through cancer, for chemotherapy. I was actually reading testimonials of people who got stage four diagnostics from their doctors and told that they don't have any, like they got their days are numbered, they got a month to live maybe, mm-hmm. and they load up on this chaga mushroom and they go back to the doctors and the doctors just ask them, like, what did you do? Like, this this thing was out of control and now it's manageable and we can perform surgery on it. Wow. Yeah, so just really incredible testimonials from the people taking this mushroom. And from there, I went and look for it. I was out in the woods within a couple of days after that trying to find it. And I found some. It's, it's kind of difficult to find some. It takes about, you need three months of winter that's below 32 degrees on average in order for this mushroom to grow. It'll only grow in really cold regions. So I typically find them more in the mountains around Vermont. You can kind of you can find them a little more south of Vermont, but Vermont's kind of about where it stops growing. Okay. But so I went out and I found the mushroom. I ground it up. I went and looked 
up how to make the tinctures and everything. I started to produce it, and I started to take it, take it personally and notice the energy effects immediately. And then I started to give it to my parents. I started giving it to various people, and every single person that I give it, gave it to came back with some positive effect. Wow. Some people that were experiencing headaches didn't have their headaches anymore. Some people that needed energy felt like better energy. It helped with their sleep. It helped with people with arthritis and inflammation. It's really good for that type of stuff. So I, it was pretty amazing that every person I was giving this to was kind of coming back to me with some type of positive result. So how did you take the tincture? Is it something you put in your drink or the like drops for your tongue? Or how does that work? Yeah, so it's, uh, the tincture comes in two-ounce bottles, which is typically about a month's supply. It's mm -hmm. about 60 droppers. And you can put the droppers in tea, you can put it in your coffee, you can put it in water, or you can even take it straight. As long as it gets into your body, it's going to do the, do good things. Yeah. That is really, so really cool. it doesn't really cool. matter how it gets in there, just as long as you do get it into your body on a regular basis. So is the chaga mushroom the only type of tincture that you make, or is there other types? No, I also work with holy basil. Okay. And it's also referred to as tulsi. I've never I don't know heard if you've of ever it. heard of it before, no, but I've never heard of it. It's, it's extremely popular in um, Hindu culture. Okay. They plant it all around all their temples and all their homes, and it's really sacred to them. And it's a very specific type of basil. It's not, it doesn't smell even like your typical Italian basil. Mm -hmm. This has more of a licorice smell to it. Huh. But and this is a, it's, it's a really good plant because it's amazing for stress and anxiety and depression. Wow, okay. But much like the chaga, it works on a lot of different variety of things. It's also really good for diabetes, asthma, earaches, insomnia, heart disease. I've also seen it. This is actually a cool testimonial that I recently got. So I have um, a lady in Middlebury that I was giving the holy basil to. Uh huh. And she was taking it regularly for about a year. And I hadn't heard from her for about six months. And I kind of was wondering what, like, what was going on, but I didn't really reach out to her. I got my other jobs. I got everything else going on. So I just... The thought came and went. Yeah. But about six months after not hearing from her, she asked me for some more holy basil. And I was like, of course, I'll get you some. And she let me know that she used to experience daily migraines. And when she started to take my holy basil, they just slowly just went away. Wow. To the point where she didn't have them at all anymore. Wow. And... She thought that because she was taking the holy basil regularly and she hadn't had migraines for months, mm -hmm. that she thought she was cured from it and she didn't have that problem anymore. Wow. And she also felt like it was summertime and she doesn't have as many migraines in the summertime. So she decided to get off the holy basil and felt like she was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And slowly the migraines just started to come back to the point where they were just as bad as before she started to take it. Wow. Yeah, and then she started to take the holy basil again, and she's slowly just getting rid of her migraines. So, so with the it's pretty amazing. With the tinctures, though, is it something that people usually choose which one based on what they're trying to like work on, or is, are there people that take the tinctures just as part of like their daily like supplements? I mean, I have a lot of people that are taking it just as preventative. Uh huh. Because I, that's what I've been trying to stress to people. It's much like diet and exercise. I think that preventative health is way more effective than trying to cure problems once you have them. Right. I try to tell people an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure because I really mm -hmm. believe that. Yeah. And I, I do have some people that are specifically using it for arthritis or like that lady, she's specifically using it for her migraines. Right. But the beautiful thing about it is even if you're using it for that one thing, it's going to help you out with multiple other things. Right. Now, how so, did you get involved in all of this? Because you also, I noticed on your site, like you grow tomatoes and you're at farmer's markets and, and things like that. So how did you even tap into all of this work that you're doing? 
like I said, I kind of discovered the chaga. Um, it wasn't last summer. It was the summer before, so two years ago now. Okay. And when I started to work with the chaga and see the benefits of the chaga, it was just a really powerful thing to be able to help people on that level. Right. The fact that I was finding these mushrooms out in the woods, producing this medicine, and getting tangible effects that I felt like were really positive and really helping people, it was just kind of uh, something that just kind of put, kept pushing me in that direction. And then once I found Reiki, it was just something that really solidified everything that I kind of already knew. Yeah. Because it, uh, it was... I think a lot of people, we start to get, like, comfortable and complacent. And, I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed my job, and I wasn't really looking for reasons to leave it. Even though, if I was being honest with myself, I think I would have known that I, I, could have been ha I, I could be happier. There's other things that are out there that I could be doing. And when I started to help people with this, the tinctures, it was a really good thing, and I was able to sell them at the farmer's market and see quite a bit of change. But then when I started to work with the Reiki and really see a whole different side of helping people, yeah, it really just kind of solidified what I wanted to do and kind of gave me a direction on how I can help people and what I can use. Because I feel like they both really work synergistically together. Yeah. And they both work in a lot of the same ways. So it was just something that one thing came into my life, another thing came into my life, and then I kind of now have all the pieces to put the puzzle together and go on a healing journey. Right. Now, it makes complete sense, you know. Um, a lot of people ask about that, like, you know, is Reiki just the only thing they need? And I'm like, well, you know, it's all about the mind, body, our energy, like every component of what we are. So, I mean, it's a beautiful thing that you're providing information even around how to take care of our body temple. Like our physical vessel is very important to, you know, our life. And yeah, so the energy work, you know, I love and I, I mean, you know, obviously I love it, but yeah, I think it's very important for us to look at every aspect of who and what we are. So you also, as if, you know, you're not doing enough to help us, you also um, are working with essential oils. Now, this, before you tell us about um, the different types and things like that, a lot of people work with oils and a lot of people wonder, like, why? Why would you even use essential oils? So can you talk to us about the benefits of essential oils and why someone may, you know, even want to incorporate them in their daily life or even in their practice of Reiki and things like that? So essential oils are pretty new to me. Um, I'm not very educated on them as of yet because mm -hmm. I just took my first class last week. It might have been two weeks ago at this point. Uh, time gets away from me. <laughs> but um, I took the class because I was, my girlfriend took it a, a few months ago, and she came home all excited and interested in it. She tried to explain the benefits and everything. I was kind of halfway listening to her, smelling <laughs> the oil. I was like, yeah, like, they smell nice and everything. I uh, didn't really give it the respect that it deserved. Yeah. And then when I took the class, I, it really exposed me to the therapeutic and medicinal effects of that stuff. Okay. And it really hit home because I was already using plants and mushrooms as medicine. Like, I know their healing abilities. And this kind of just tied into that perfectly because it was using a whole different set of plants that I didn't have access to. And it was using their oils in order to produce a therapeutic effect for different people. And that deeply interested me because I was already using the chaga and holy basil to help people. And I found out that there's a whole other set of plants out there that can do amazing things for people's health as well. So do people use the oils just for the aspect of like the actual scent of the oil or do you put it on your body to let it absorb? Like what... How are they used? So, uh, 
you can use it in a lot of different ways. You okay. can. Some of them are safe to use topically. Mm-hmm. Others are used in a diffuser. A diffuser is a way to just evaporate the oils into the air. Right. So a lot of people, and this is how I was at first. I was like, oh, they smell nice, and that's really enjoyable. And everybody notices that effect. Right. But they don't realize the therapeutic effect that they're getting as well. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same way with a lot of different things. I, because when I work with the holy basil, I know that basil is naturally calming. And they, I don't know anybody who does not love the smell of basil. Mm-hmm. And I think half the reason we love it is because we're getting a calming effect without even realizing it while we're smelling it. Yeah. So people associate the smell with the feeling without even realizing that they're getting that effect. And I think it's the same thing with the essential oils. A lot of times people, at first, they just enjoy the smell of it. But when you start to use these oils and get familiar with them, you can really notice how it changes the way that you think and changes the way that you feel as well. Right. So do you use the oils in your sessions? So I, that is why I got into the essential oils. Okay. Because I heard how synergistically they work with the Reiki. Mm-hmm. And I, the, it was really interesting because the very first time I started to use the essential oils in my Reiki session, I had, I, I put frankincense on my third eye and on my hands, and I also put it on the person I was giving it to his third eye. And this is just like this weekend I did this. And within three minutes, the person that I was giving Reiki to had to end the session because it was too intense for him. Wow. He's, he said that he started to see colors. He started to like see this intense purple. And all of a sudden he started to like have sand come up into his vision. And he was, he was starting to go on a complete vision and he just cut off the experience because he was just kind of scared and overwhelmed by the whole thing. Right. It was the first time I ever given it to him. It was, so he never experienced it before, and I don't think he was ready for that type of experience, powerful experience that quickly. That's so interesting. Yeah, I use rose oil on my hands um, when I'm doing sessions, but I've never tried it on the third eye. But maybe I'll have to order some frankincense from you and try that out and see what the difference is. Yeah, and also is amazing, just listening to my teacher's testimonials, because the reason why she got into essential oils mm-hmm. was because her daughter got asthma, and she was able to completely cure her daughter's asthma with just essential oils, and no pharmaceuticals or nebulizer at all. Wow. And I... she also told us another amazing story, that when she was in her aromatherapy class, Mm-hmm. She had to do a thesis at the end of her project or end of her schooling, and she ended up asking her friend who was about to get surgery for the third time on her, it was a basal noma skin cancer, and she had said, hey, like, I know you're going to get surgery on this. I'm not trying to deter you or anything, but would you be willing to try this essential oil, frankincense, for a little bit just to see what it can do? I need to do a thesis. I would love to if you could just be a part of it. She said, yeah, why not? Like, let's just give it a try. And within three weeks, it completely got rid of it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, to the point where it had, it, that was, I think she said 12 years ago, and it hasn't even come back since. I think it's uh, really interesting. I mean, we've only been talking to each other about an hour, and, you know, we've never spoken before. It's so interesting, everything you've shared, I think, even just for me personally, has really made me think even more about, um, you know, just nature and how healing it is, yes, but even considering, like, again, what we're feeding our body temple and just paying attention to how different things have certain effects on us. You know, one time, maybe a year ago, I did a whole podcast about music and how different vibrations have, you know, different effects on us. But this is so interesting, too, and thinking about these oils and these herbs and all of these different, you know, just natural 
elements and how they also can shift us energetically and physically. And yeah, we think about eating well and eating healthy, but I don't know, something about what you've shared has really, like, I feel like I'm going to start thinking about this in a new way. So I appreciate you coming on. And speaking of which, how did you even find Reiki Radio? So I'm a huge podcast fan. I've been listening to Joe Rogan pretty much since the very beginning. I've probably I've listened to way too many episodes, probably 750 at this point. <laughs> and I got a few other podcasts that I really enjoy. And that's the other thing I really liked about my job is that it gave me the freedom to just listen to podcasts or music, whatever I wanted to do. I was kind of my doing my own thing. Yeah. It allowed me to put a lot of cool information and podcasts into my head. And when I was, obviously, I'm so crazy about Reiki right now that I just tried searching for a Reiki podcast to see what would come up, and you were the first one that came up. Yeah. So I started to listen to you, really enjoyed everything that I heard, and then a month, I was only listening to you for about six weeks, six to eight weeks, and then I had listened to the episode a couple weeks ago that said you were ending the show. Yeah. So that, that kind of disappointed me, but at the same time, I, I understood. And I also was pretty shocked that you were just kind of putting out the invite to people to come on the show if they had felt like they wanted to share something. Yeah. So then I he sent you an email, and it was from there. We're, now we're talking. And here we are. And, you know, I, yeah, exactly. I want to say, like, I really appreciate that you did reach out. I really, truly do, because... You know, I've learned a lot from you in this conversation, and I'm sure so many people will also be curious about, you know, everything that you've shared. And that's was the whole point of Reiki Radio, you know, really to build this community so that we could exchange with each other and, you know, just learn and know that we're not alone on these paths. So I truly, truly appreciate you sending that email and for, you know, showing up. But I know you also mentioned that you may be thinking about doing a podcast and, you know, I hope that everyone listening will reach out to you and encourage you to get that started because you obviously have so much to share and it really seems, you know, you're so passionate about all of this. So I'm sure you would do a wonderful job. Yeah, I've definitely had a thought just listening to podcasts so much. I really enjoy them. I would love to be part of somebody is a podcast that puts something else out. Yeah. And with you ending yours, I thought it was kind of a, a good time to maybe come on your show, see what it's like. And I've always had an interest in doing it. So I think that I am going to try to get one together. Obviously, I don't have any of the equipment or anything yet. And I still have to iron out the details. Yeah. But if people like this episode and could encourage me, that would be amazing because I kind of I probably need a little bit of that. A little push would be nice. Okay. Well, one thing you can do, too, I have a free webinar at the end of this month, and I'm going to share everything that I've learned along the way. So you should definitely join us for that. Um, Even if you can't come live, it's going to be recorded. Just sign up for it, and I'll tell you everything I've learned about podcasting. And quite honestly, like you're not going to need that much equipment. So there's several different ways you can do it. So just be sure and to join us for that. But how- I really appreciate all that, and I appreciate everything that you did. And to make it as easy as it was to come on here and to share my story, I just think that everything you're doing is really amazing, and I really appreciate you helping helping me out and just putting out this good information and just positivity in general. Of course, we have to have this stuff spread like wildfire, right? <laughs> it's well, gonna that, take- that's honestly where I feel like my main focus is at. I obviously want to give Reiki to as many people personally yeah. as I can. Yeah. But I think the main thing that I want to do is just get this information out there. Yes. Because I, I think it's just, I know Reiki hasn't been around as long as meditation or yoga. But I still feel like it's something that should be common knowledge at this point. Yeah. Well, it is moving fast. Go ahead. I said it is moving fast. I mean, if you think about it a few years ago, um, I feel like less people knew what it was. And now at least people have heard of it, even if they're not that clear about what it is. 
But just even now, you think we have it in, you know, again, like some hospitals offer it now. Um, the hospice care, um, like my mom lives in North Carolina in Asheville. Their hospice offers Reiki. The hospice here in San Diego does. So it is, you know, it's getting out there. But it's like people like you and like me who really are passionate about sharing this. I mean, it's so important for all of us, like share as we grow and we learn. And it really will spread. And before you know it, you know, let's say like a few years from now, you and I will talk again. And this is going to be like, you know, very common knowledge and information for people. But it's because of people like you saying, you know what, this has helped me and I'm going to share it. So again, I thank you so much for reaching out and sharing and doing all that you do and even teaching me some things today. I really, really, truly do appreciate it. Uh, likewise, and I think that that's exactly where my focus is going to be, and I just want to try to just get as many people this tool that they, I can, because it really is the most empowering thing that I've yeah. ever discovered. Yeah. And if I think if everybody could have this at their disposal, it would be, the, the world really would be a much different place. It really would. I feel like it, I really kind of had a I don't know, you could call it a pessimistic attitude, I guess, towards world peace. When I was like, oh man, there's way too many people that are kind of like screwed up in this world and it'd be, it'd be nice if we could all meditate and do yoga and somehow get there. But this is the first thing that I've discovered that is effortless. Right. And I feel like once it's in you and once you're attuned to it, it just will force greater good and just force positivity into anybody that it gets into. So do you so I have... think if we... Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, so I think if we could get it somehow, and I know there's a lot of opposing forces, but if we could get it into the school systems and we could teach kids about this before they get all the other society stuff coming at them and all the other things that block us from being open to this other stuff... If we can get these kids when they're already an open mind and we can expose them to those true healing powers, I just think it would be the best thing that could ever happen to a kid is to learn how to mm -hmm. do this at an early age and use it throughout their whole life in every situation. You're so right. Because it is that applicable. Yes. That's so true. You're so right. And I actually have a teacher um, I trained with six different uh, Reiki masters, but one of them, she actually does um, classes just for children, and she even created a Reiki book that's kind of like a coloring book <laughs> to help them to really connect with, you know, the information and um, understanding it. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully we will go that way, and, you know, until we get there, there are so many ways for people to really, you know, do this. And another thing, too, I would say for parents listening um, I always think this is so powerful when parents come in and get attuned and then they are able to work with and connect with their children in different ways. And then as they move on, they can even attune their own children and do that work with them and help them develop it. So there's so many ways and I'm with you 100%. I hope this spreads and it is spreading. I hope it continues to spread like wildfire. And I want everyone to know how they can get in touch with you to encourage you about this podcast, but also to learn more about your tinctures and the Reiki journey, everything. How can we get in touch with you? So if you want to email me, you can email me at Green Mountain Tincture. It's T-I-N-C-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. Is mountain spelled out entirely? Yeah, so it's Green Mountain, G-R-E-E-N-M-O-U-N-T-I-N. I guess I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, we got so it. It's Green Mountain Tincture at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And I will make sure um, for anyone who wants to contact Grant, his email information will be right down in the show description. So be sure to reach out with him with any questions you have and to encourage him to continue sharing with us so beautifully. So I do want to thank you so much, Grant, for joining us today. Thank you. I really appreciate everything. And I also want to mention, I, I'm pretty much a ghost online at this point. I've just made my website in the last week, and I also 
just created a Twitter account and a Facebook account in the last week. Yeah. So you can try to reach out to me on that. I don't know how active they're going to be until I actually can leave my job and just focus on this stuff full time, which should be happening in the next month or so. I'm working on phasing out and just kind of focus all my energy on helping people heal with like, these all yeah. natural <laughs> I can't wait to hear. You know, I'm actually going to keep in touch with you myself and see how this all unfolds for you because your excitement and enthusiasm, it really is. I mean, it's so inspiring and I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you're doing and continue to do. Oh, no, you're so welcome, really. And I want to thank everyone so much for tuning in today, for being here to all hold space for Grant sharing his story and again if you want to reach out to grant you can email him at green mountain tincture at gmail.com if you want to join me for the free uh podcasting webinar uh, i think it's on the 30th of this month go to my website which is uchi.com that's y-e-w-c-h-i.com and you can sign up for the event it's on the specials page so just go to the tab for the specials and you can register for it there. And as always, I thank you all for showing up as we are wrapping this up. If you have anything that you want to share, be sure to send me an email and we can get you on the show before it's all over. I thank you all from the bottom of my heart and remember to always journey in love.